Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Clock Out the Vicarious Life. We are here to introduce today Amy Lowney. She is a local Montanan here in my hometown, so she came very uh, highly recommended, and she is a licensed massage therapist, a natural childbirth ed educator, and a registered nurse. But most and more importantly, she is a mom of three little boys and is on a mission to live an authentic life in alignment with her personal values and goals. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Yes, gosh, it's been it's been a little hard catching up with you as it should be because you're out living life. Uh, you just got back from Hawaii. Yep. We, um, me and my husband and three little boys went to visit my parents for almost two weeks. And coming back to this freezing cold was like a big hit, but um, it was amazing. And it was just like the slowdown and peace that we really, really needed as a family. Like so much that my, I see it in my three children that they really needed to slow down just as much as my husband and I. Oh, isn't that incredible? Mm -hmm. That I, I, I we're going to dive into this deeply a little bit later down the road, but it is incredible that even our children are crying out for slowdown and for peace and for a more simple lifestyle. It's amazing that you could see that in them as well. Yeah. Uh, how, how old are your boys? So my oldest is nine. He'll be 10 in May. And and then my middle son is six and my youngest just turned three, which I keep being like the baby, you guys, you know, guys, he's only two. And my boys call me out because he's three now, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. that's busy. That's a lot of, that's high energy there. Nine, six, and three is on the go. So slowing down for you is probably even more important than anything because chasing them. Yes. Little boys have so much energy. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Amy. Well, before we get into the good stuff that we're here to talk about, which is the new lifestyle that you're creating for yourself, which is so admirable. And I, I resonate with it. So, so deeply, we are both kind of on the same mission. Anybody that listens and has been following my life journey knows that I, I too, am looking for a slowdown, a more authentic, um, really value driven, purpose driven life. But first, let's hear about where you came from. You are a licensed massage therapist, a natural childbirth educator, registered nurse, et cetera. Tell me about your journey. Oh, yes. So I actually really like love telling about this journey, um, mostly in hopes that like, even I always say like, even if I just inspire one person to follow their dreams, then like my life's complete. And I, I know that I've already inspired a couple people. So this is good. Amen. So I am a huge recovering people pleaser. And, you know, so like my whole life, I was like, I want to help people. I was always a little kid that like found the little birds and put them in the boxes, you know, and took care of them. And, you know, I just cared so much about people and the planet and, people's feelings and you know family and everybody would be like you would be a great nurse and so I kind of got that stuck in my head and then it was like yeah you know you'd be a great nurse you'd be a great nurse and then I started to really embody that and be like okay I'm, I'm gonna go to school to be a nurse mm. 2007 graduated from high school went straight into like the nursing curriculum 
I always like even through school just really desired to like take the photography class and take the take the other classes that like were in my outline for school you know but I couldn't because I was packed full of like all the nursing credits and then about halfway through nursing school I was like I don't want to do this I know there's something else out there for me I want to help people maybe I want to be a teacher but then I was like reminded of you know because this is how our world runs right I was reminded of how much a teacher makes versus what a nurse makes and so then my decision became based on like how much money I was gonna make and as much as I like knew at the time, I should probably switch my plan mm. and like my career choice and take a different path. I just, um, you know, and my parents wanted the best for me at the time, but I didn't feel like I was going to be making them happy if I switched. Oh, yes. And so, you know, I was like, okay, it's going to get better. And then I'm going to graduate college. And I'm going to make all this money and everything's going to be fine. And, you know, the first like year, so I graduated nursing school in 2011. And the first year it was like, sweet money. I don't have responsibilities. I'm like living at home, trying to find, you know, somewhere to live, figuring it out. And then I met my husband and um, not too long after we were together, I've known him for like most of my life, but we really got together in like romantic relationship, you know, and pregnant and I was working at the, as a nurse at the local hospital. And, um, it was just like, once I became a mom, it was like, okay, this is really hard. Like going, working three shifts and like, he's asleep when I get home. He's asleep when I wake up. He's asleep when I get home. He's asleep when I wake up and it was okay until, you know, I had my second son three years later and my oldest was in preschool and I was like having to work around like preschool functions, you know, and like Mm -hmm. missing out on, um, like mom tea party and stuff like that. And I just was like, okay, this isn't, this doesn't feel good, but I don't even know what to do. I don't know how I'm supposed to navigate this. I'm not happy, but what, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. So I was like, I'm looking at my life. Like I went to college. I, you know, my husband and I were married now at this point. I got married. I have the kids. I have the job. I'm making the money. I have the car. Okay. What's next? More school. Okay. So I went and got my master's in nursing education because I thought maybe being, you know, having this career as like a nursing professor might give me a little more freedom um yep. to, you know have summers off be with my kids but at this point I was so burned out as a mom and as a nurse um and I'll just like share this moment I was starting to bring the stress home of work let's say uh-huh. that I mom raged hard and not on my kids but like on my husband and I like ripped and I tell this story all the time but I like ripped the closet doors off our closet because I was just so upset I was bawling I was crying I didn't know what to do felt so lost but everyone's like we'll just try a new job and I was like I don't want to I don't I don't know what to do 
So I did end up, you know, going to another department, which was labor and delivery. And, um, you know, you think of like being this labor and delivery nurse as like, you get to see life come into this world for the first time. You get to be here for the first breath. And thank God for labor and delivery nurses. I mean, thank God for all nurses. But I was like, I'm not really present for that part because as a nurse, you just, the pressures I think on you are so high you know, you're, you have to chart and make sure like everything is charted and you're giving the right medications and you're double checking and you have multiple patients on the floor and with labor and delivery, you have mom and baby as a patient and sure. Sometimes and, dad. And yes, yes. <laughs> like, Oh God, dad's about to pass out. Yeah. Somebody him. So you're like managing all of this while you also have patients down the hallway. And I just couldn't handle it. Um, I, it takes a special, special strength to be within that realm. And I, my resting heart rate was like 115. Like this is, yeah. And, you know, so then I'm like amped up all the time, living off adrenaline, you know, bringing it home. And I had that breakdown. And my husband was like, if you don't quit your job, I'm going to call your boss and do it for you. And I was oh, like, I- well, that is good that he recognized and had that support. Cause that's not every marriage. Cause a lot of times it's, you're not able to do that. It's like, honey, you just need to get stronger, honey. You need to do more. You just need to suck yeah. it up instead. So good on him. Yeah. Oh, I could probably cry. He's, um, such a good support, like such a good support. And he's encouraged me through all of this, this whole journey And I couldn't have done it without him because we kind of like, as he was building his business, I like stepped up to the plate and then as I was building mine and he stepped up and we really kind of just worked together in that realm so well. And he -hmm. he was like, you got to do something. And I was like, well, I don't do anything for myself. Like I don't. I take care of the kids. I take care of the bills. I take care of the groceries. I take care of the house. I t- you know, and I was like, I do everything for everybody else. And I ex- almost like expect it back without communicating it, you know? Yep. And it was almost like I had this realization of like living in victim mode, you know? Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to go do something for myself. And I signed up for a yoga teacher training And I remember the first day of this training and um, Nancy Ruby was her name. And she's like, now don't go quitting your day job, but I'm going to tell you, this is going to like transform your life. And it was a six month program. And I think three months into it, my boss called me, I was working labor and delivery. She called me. And I was like, oh, shoot, guys, I got to step upstairs because I was at the training over in Bozeman. And I went upstairs and I answered the phone and she's like, hi, Amy. And I'm just talking to her. And she's like, "Um, we had a nurse, you know, quit. She's day shift, which I'm offering day shift position to you. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. I think normally I would take this, but unfortunately, I'm going to give you a 12 week notice right now. And I just was like, 
holy shit, I just quit my job. Where did and that she, come from? As shocked as I was, I mean, I had hopes and plans and really wanted to do this, but to actually like verbalize it out of my mouth to my boss. And she was super supportive. Actually, everybody I worked with was super supportive. Um, even I remember a doctor I worked with, um, he was like, I'm proud of you. Like a lot of people when they're not happy, they just keep going and I'm, I'm proud of you. And I think when you're happy, you're going to do really great things. But I got off that phone call and I laughed so hard that I cried. Um, and I walked downstairs and I told the 13 women and my yoga teacher that I just quit and her jaw dropped. She was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. Yep. So I had 12 weeks to save. My husband was really amazing at, um, we just had to minimize, you know, it was like, we sold some things that we didn't need anymore. We were on a budget. We just lived very minimally and we were able to make it work. And I decided I was going to go to massage school. I really wanted to help people, um, on this like holistic level. And I felt like this would be a great beginning step to this. And, um, I just have people so much that are like, oh, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, you can, Yes. I'm not telling you it's easy, but once you actually take that, like step over that hurdle, like I cried so hard. I, or I laughed so hard. I cried because it was so liberating. Like I was like, I'm free. (laughs) I'm free. And now I get to live life. And at the time I was like, I don't care what I make. Nothing is going to like make up for um, like no amount of money is going to make up for the like freedom I feel and the anxiety relief I feel. I told you my resting heart rate was like 115. It's now like 58, 65, somewhere in there. And I just feel like, cause I wasn't living in a place of alignment. Yep. I was like slowly killing myself, you Literally. know, mm-hmm. Literally. Slowly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so since then I've been, so this was in 2018, I started massage therapy school. I now specialize in prenatal massage. Uh, I still, I'm not working with moms and babies at the bedside, but I'm like still working with moms and babies in my practice. Uh-huh. And so I specialize in craniosacrotherapy, which is a light touch therapy. Um, to put it like simply, I work with the fascial system of the body, as well as the nervous system of the body and help release restrictions within the body to help you know, help the person that I'm working with. Um, it just takes down the barriers that are in place to their own healing. Mm. And so whether that's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. So it's a very like holistic approach to healing and I love it, but I get to work with babies with this. So I still get to like hold the newborns. I still get to like be with them. I still get to support moms and babies on their breastfeeding journeys um, still doing massage, like with pregnant moms. Um, and then I just started, um, instinctive birth and beyond, which is virtual natural childbirth education course. 
Okay. And yeah, I just, I'm like doing all these things I want to do, but I don't have like, I don't have the, the boss telling me where to go and what to do and how to do it. You know, clearly I have scope of practice, but I don't like, I, I get to work with people that I want to work with. I get to make a schedule that aligns with me. So I get to be with my children. Mm -hmm. I get to feel into like how much I want to work and what feels good to my body. And then I get to kind of like constantly find that place of like balance and rebalance. And I, I feel like I'm just like, I feel so much freedom. And yeah. even on the like talk of finances, um, I think once you're able to like, let yourself be in alignment yes things just open up Always. in all areas of life like I'm abundant in all areas yes more than I ever thought I could be let's dissect all of that because that is the good shit that this world needs to hear over and over and over and over again until they get brave enough to do it for themselves and and that's because of so many different levels, like not because it's not on a selfish level because it feels good or not on a, a self-serving level because they can have what they want. But I, I feel like there's also, there's the universe is trying to put us in alignment with what the rest of the world needs to. And when we fall into our purpose, our passion, things that we're, you know, the world needs from us, then yes, the abundance comes because you're rewarded through resources, whatever that may be financial resources, um, opportunities, things in life that will help further that journey that will bring you the peace and the joy to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, et cetera. Um, so it's so much more than just for ourselves as well. But you said so many interesting things you said back, uh, you, you talked about freedom numerous times, but all the way back to that initial feeling when you set it down is what I like to say, when you gave your 12 week or is that right? Yeah. 12 week. When you gave your notice, what you said, it felt so freeing, so liberating. And you laughed because that joy just like burst through what, like in that moment, did you think back on what it would feel like to go back to nursing? What, what would that have felt like in comparison to that joy that was bursting out of you at that moment? Oh, I mean, I feel like I could probably like laugh again so hard that I cry right now. Just thinking about that moment of like, I felt like I wanted to puke yeah. saying it. And then once I did and knew that I was safe, because mm -hmm. I think like, that's really what a lot of it comes down to is our nervous systems activation. And yeah. then it's like, oh, I didn't die. Okay. Yes. It's okay. We're all right. And I've had so many people. And this is just part of my journey too, of like true self-acceptance that they're like, oh, are you still doing that cute massage thing? Or, mm -hmm. oh, but you're going to go back to nursing one day, right? Or like, oh gosh, I can't believe you left nursing for this. Yeah. And it's like, you have your beliefs and they're separate from mine and that's okay. But the actual thought of like going back to what I was doing before uh -huh. I feel like my body activates. Yes. Like it did then, like the racing heart rate. Yep. And 
I just am like, I don't see myself ever going back into what is right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, what I find so interesting about that, I, I relate to that a hundred percent. Cause I did the same thing January 1st. I made, I had that aha moment and I just said, I'm done selling real estate. Like I'm done with that crazy hustle. Just it, 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 it it's, the, the part that I had the most problem with, and I saw it on your face too. So I want to dig into that a little bit. You were talking about how you basically described this perfect life, like you prior life, prior, you had the, the supportive husband, you had the amazing job that so many people would love the opportunity to be, to go to school, to be a registered nurse, to have the mental capacity, to have the funds available to go to school. You're in this great job everything like quote unquote should be enough. Like it's a beautiful life. People that are homeless would probably look at you and think you ungrateful, whatever. That's what I dealt with identically in giving up real estate. Cause I'm, you know, I'm wildly successful. So grateful for my clients. So grateful for the ability to have built my business. Like I did. And others would have killed to have that. And then here you and I are in these positions where it's like, it's not, it wasn't that it was not enough for me. It was that, that deep, deep spiritual, physical thing telling me that it wasn't right for me, that there was something else that I was quote unquote being called to, or supposed to be doing. Did you experience those similar kind of guilt? Tell me about that. Completely like first off, congratulations to you. Same. Um, but yeah, I like, it was hard, you know, as I was going through this, because my yoga teacher training was this huge spiritual transformation. I mean, I went thinking I was going to like, learn how to teach yoga. And yeah. um, of course I did, but it was like, I came out this new person. And even my husband was like, how do I, like, how do I stay in like relationship with you? Cause you're different. Yep. And I'm, I'm not different. I've just grown Yep. and he's grown for that. But I remember like having this inner battle of like, yeah, I'm just not grateful. Like, yep. you know, putting the pressure on myself of like, oh yeah, I must not be grateful. I have all these wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Like, is, so then it's just, no matter what I have, is it going to just not be enough for me? Yep. And so there was a lot of guilt and shame and it, and <laughs> it sucked, you know, yeah. just thinking my depression that I've had for so long was just because I'm not grateful for this beautiful life I have. And, mm -hmm. and then I realized like, that's not true. Um, and just like you said, it's, it's because, um, my like soul path yeah. was going is right, but I've been going left yes. and I had to figure out how to come back into alignment. And, um, I think you said something like, um, not that what I'm, what I have isn't good enough, but it's just that it wasn't right. Yeah. It wasn't enough. Yeah. Yes. Not that it wasn't enough. It just wasn't right. And it was like, yeah, I have enough, but I'm also worthy. Yeah. And this is where a lot of worthiness came in for me. It was like, I'm worthy of being happy. Well, yeah. I also acknowledge like my privileges to be able to do these things that I was able to do. Um, but there's a lot to unpack 
within all of that of like the self-worth and the shame that came along with it um but I'm like just getting my like thought back on track after I like veered here but um I feel like we are from as I'm we're talking about kids here too and they just had these moments of peace I feel like from the time that we are th thrown into school up to 18 and then 18 and beyond through college and beyond that, I feel like we are just put into a system of constant stress. Like we're like almost like trained yep. to be stressed and then we get to go out on our own and then figure out to stress ourselves out on our own. Yeah. And we're like given this prescription of like what your life is supposed to look like. Bingo. And if you don't have that, you're not successful. Yep. And I, you know, ripped that sucker up and was like, clearly this doesn't work for me. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going with that is that you talked about even when you were going through high school as, as early as high school, which I feel like is when we're really started. That's when we start to get separated it, it, even earlier. Now, when we were going through high school, mm -hmm. it, that time frame when we really started to be um, pulled away from the creative side of our, of our beings, right? It's like, you might take an art school, but when we were young and we were in elementary, we, half of our day was art. It was music. It was gym. It was, um, yeah, yeah. Art, these writing, creative writing, etc. So, and it's happening younger now. It's, it's that, that separation is starting in sixth grade is from my experience with my children. But anyway, you were recognizing your soul, your being it, the universe is pulling you on your own path as early as high school, telling you, I'm interested in these creative things. I want to, to, to do art, but I quote unquote, have to do this nursing track, which is where we, you started to get off of your track and out of alignment. But what's really interesting is you're right. It's our culture. It's our society that has this expectation of title status and money. And that's the track that we force ourselves into. Because like you said, I, I kind of had an interest in being a teacher, but there's not enough money. My parents had this, that, you know, they, they told you about your, your, they identified you, they, they labeled you, you are a caretaker, you should be a nurse. And we attach to that because that's, that's how we work. But if you go to other cultures, like I'm thinking about Bali, there's a, you know, like your, your healers there, your medicine men there, they're there. They feel that calling and it's normal because it's part of their culture to, to listen to that. And when that calling comes, it says you're going to be a medicine man. There's no monetary obligation there that though in that culture, it's, oh, this is what the universe needs from me. I am being called to be a healer and there's no money. It's a poor um, very, very, uh, minimalist lifestyle, but that's what their calling is. And in that they find happiness, they are happy because it's in alignment with their path. Our society just forces through indo indoctrination through our, our school system and everything else that we follow the path of quote unquote success, which is money and fame and status and all of these things. And people like you and I, when we step away from that, Unfortunately, it's not a lot of times until our thirties, forties, if ever, and then you're right. What you talked about, how then we have a lot of, uh, layers. How did you say it? You've got to, un, um, you got to dig through all of these different 
layers of that, that we've put over ourselves to try to find your true self and your worth, et cetera, because our worth is wrapped up in how much money or how high status we are. And that's not true. It's you're a creator, you're a healer, you're a natural healer. And you had, you, you lost years and years of serving the world, serving the universe in the capacity that you are now mm-hmm. because you got pulled off this path. Is that yeah. kind of, Yes, completely. You know, and I have people that are like, well, I remember you being my nurse and like, you were so good. You were so great. And I was like, I have no doubt that I had moments of like changing people's lives or Mm -hmm. noticing that they were crashing and called the doctor in the right moment. I have no doubt that the part of what I was doing was helpful. Right. And changing lives and saving lives. But again, not in alignment with like truly what my soul wants me to do on this planet at this time, which is heal on a soul soul level and help help us collectively remember, like, because I'm in the birth world, like what it means to give birth and be embodied during birth and welcome life into this world. And like bring sacredness back into a light, into life yes. in a culture that doesn't really honor life. Right. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to our next part. Uh, I would call it your next maybe chapter, which mm-hmm. is, so you've, you've developed and built this beautiful business that is truly in alignment with you and your purpose. But now you're kind of discovering that it's still, there's still more to that because now you've got your business lined out where you can take care of others. You can take care of your finances, which which by the way, curious for listeners, do you do as well financially as you would have, if you'd have stayed in the same path with your new business venture? Absolutely. Like I said, I was like, I don't care. You know, I like did all the numbers before I quit and I was like, okay, I'm not going to make as much as I do right now, but that's okay. And even in my like nursing career, I was pretty tapped out mm-hmm. on probably what I would ever make, you know, maybe as the tears went on, I would make like 25 cents more an hour, you know? Sure. Yep. And so I was like, it's okay. If it means I can be happy, you know, we're, we're currently budgeting and we're doing all that stuff. We'll be fine. And I make at least over double what I made as a registered nurse. And I never thought, right. never. Because the universe, the 100 and, and whatever, I, I always, I say this numerous times, God, the universe, mother nature, like whatever it, the, the higher power, just whatever it is rewards us for following and, and listening to that purpose. And, and you're a great example of that because yes, it's come around and that should give people courage and inspiration to, to do the same just in faith that happiness will come, peace will come and resources that you need. Everything that you need will be provided, which is the next segment here is now you're kind of focusing a little bit on your personal life where you've got the, you've got your business figured out. You've got your finances figured out. And now you just got back from a vacation that made you realize that there's more work to be done in terms of building this life of alignment. Tell me about the slowdown process. Oh, you know, I felt like the 
month or two months, gosh, probably even like three months leading up to this trip, I was like, I, so my dad just turned 70. And so they like snowbird over to Hawaii at the, in their house they built over there. And I was like, okay, I really would like to be there for his birthday. We have the money. We should just do it. But then you, we, you know, are living in a crazy world where things are so flipping expensive. And, but I had to come back to center of like, it is just money. And I look at money as like an energy. It's just an energy. And so I was like, it's going to come back. We're booking these tickets, book the tickets. We didn't have to pay for a hotel. So we were like, let's stay for like 12 days. Um, Cause we're just paying for airfare and some groceries. And we had like this little apartment up above my parents, like living space. So we had our own space and just, I felt like I was just paddling through mud, trying to like get ourselves ready to go on this trip. And so it took me like I was surprised probably four days to fully just calm down and yeah. like feel my nervous system finally just be like, <sighs> yeah, I can breathe. And I, we had power outages when we were there and my phone was dead. My computer was dead. Everything was dead. And I was like, I love this. Yes. I don't have the stress of having to like check my phone and schedule people and worry about getting this kid to this place and this kid to that place and what time we have to be here and you're going to pick up him and I'll pick up him and then we'll figure dinner out and it was this complete stop and like a hard stop and my husband is a contractor so he's busy too Mm -hmm. and so I just described this whole like almost two weeks that we were gone as healing and I feel like anybody I've told that to that is like when it's vacation, like healing, what are you talking about? It's supposed to be fun and go and go and go and see everything. And, and even meeting the expectations of what other tourists think you should do. You have to go here. You have to do this when there it's, it's so funny. Sorry, carry on. (laughs) I was just going to say that was like, everyone's like, well, you need to go here and you need to go there and you need to do this. And, and so we had a beach day and we were, I've been there before. Um, and I wanted my kids to see some of the cool stuff. Yep. Um, we had my parents' vehicle, so we were able to go around. But I was like, we are going with the intention of coming back rested. Yes. And granted, we didn't come back like fully rested because flying back with, with the weather yeah. was not great. But we were actually like rejuvenated. And we... I try and live pretty minimalistic. You know, we are always like constantly getting rid of toys um, Mm -hmm. that my kids don't play with. Um, But we had, I think we counted like seven little toys while we were there. We had a a ball and we had two balls, four little, like little like Hot Wheel monster trucks Mm -hmm. and some chalk. Wow, very nice. And they... And because where my parents live, it's like an hour and a half from Kona. So mm-hmm. you, like, there's no stores around. You have to get food that like plan to cook your food. Mm-hmm. And what you have is what you have. And they finally were able to like stop too. And they were so excited to be there running around and everything's new. And then it was like, we're bored. And I was like, this is good. Bored is good. Because that's when we tap into like the creative parts of ourselves. Yes, our imagination. <sighs> I'm like, oh my God, my kids have been so disconnected from imagination. Yep. 
they have little bits of it, but it was amazing to just see them getting along so well. Not that they fight, but I mean, I have three boys. They're like sumo wrestling off of the couch every day. You know, they're, they're high energy. And to watch them like build, like draw tracks around the driveway with the chalk and then go catch geckos and put them on the hot wheel of monster trucks and race them and laugh so hard that like I was laughing so hard I was crying. And same with my husband. It was, it was just healing. And it was like, what, how can we cultivate a vacation like feeling every single day? And yeah. people are like, well, that's what vacation is for. I'm like, no, I don't, I refuse to live a life that burns me out so bad that I need to work more to be able to pay for a vacation just to have 12 days of rest. And yeah go 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 and so I was like I believe that we can cultivate this every day while still living a life you know that we need to live in order to survive but so we're just my husband is on board too and he's we're just figuring out how to have that pause every day um how we can be more present in our lives as parents how we can help our kids slow down and reconnect to nature and their imagination. Um, I just know there's a better way for us personally to live. And so I'm still figuring it out and yeah. we've given ourselves time to figure out, but seeing the like buildup of anxiety in my kids going back to school on the Sunday before we went back to school it was almost like heart-wrenching. Like, I'm like, you're nine. You shouldn't be like breathing hard and panicking. It was like, I noticed I would have a full 24 hours of anxiety before I would go to work as a nurse. And I was like watching my oldest son have that same thing. And I was like, okay, we have to do something. And I don't know what it is yet, but we're not supposed to just be living off adrenaline and no. stress hormone and disconnected from our children and our children disconnected from us and themselves in nature. And so there's a lot for us to figure out, but it's almost like my universe expanded and I had all this space to like figure my stuff out and figure myself out and build this business. And then I asked the universe again, like, okay, I'm ready for growth. And it's expanded again. And I'm like, okay, we're on this next level of healing on another journey again. And. Yes. All of that makes me super. First of all, I like, I love you. You're like my soul sister. I think I just, we've got to stay in touch because you're everything <laughs> that I, I get it. hundred uh, percent. Kiddos. We as a society are like, we talked about that. I just call it the hustle culture, but the go-go with the status driven, the money driven, like we are starting, is it, is it not crazy to you that we've got head start, you know, cause it's, we got to get ahead of the game and don't get me wrong. There's so much value in education that kids get, but preschool <laughs> school's not enough. Let's do more school preschool. Just the word overwhelmed didn't exist in our English dictionary. It was the word whelmed. Now it's doesn't actually 
define the feelings and what's going on in our world. So now it's overwhelmed. Um, but our kiddos, I, I mean, I think about that same thing. My, my kids are 20, 18 and 13, my 20 or 20 year old and 18 year old. I did not have the funds when I was raising them. I was very low income, didn't have enough to put them in activities, even if I wanted to. So they had a slower lifestyle. My 13 year old has all of the all of the financial, all of the opportunities, the time, the freedom, both of her parents are real estate professionals. So we've got our own agendas and you fall into that so simple or so easily because like our world wants our kids to excel, 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 get into pre-college training, get into every club and activity in order to have the resume for college in order to, um, go like, camps now, like even sports. Do you remember sports in high school? It was, there wasn't travel ball and the expectation straight up quote unquote expectation that you attend summer camp, that you attempt uh, every summer camp, every clinic, every open gym in order to travel ball, whatever that may be, softball, volleyball, basketball, baseball, whatever it is to do travel and then on top of that, you have your regular league. And so then like my summer for my daughter is she only plays one sport. She did two at one point, but it's one sport softball and it's regular season. It's travel season. And now it's, you know, high school, she's in eighth grade and there's tryouts for high school to play the rest of her eighth grade year for high school. And all of this is in it's, it's, it's the competition. It's to keep up. It's to allow her the opportunity for these things, but what, at what expense, like at what expense imagination, like the ability to have downtime and keep it. We won't even get into the conversation about the digital phone, the, the screens that strip away our children's ability to have any downtime. My kids don't know how to be bored because I didn't know what I know now when I was raising them. I, I have personally never bought my kids a phone ever. I've never bought any of my kids a phone. Their, <clears throat> their dads have bought that for them, but it's, it's there anyway. The pressure to give your kid a phone is there. And that takes away their ability to have what you just described in Hawaii, which is quiet time, downtime, boredom in order for them to explore and have imagination and have creativity. And we are creating robots in our kids and the next generation, they're not going to have that imagination because they don't know how. Yeah. And if we, I mean, if we as a society just keep pushing our kids to do more, be more, put more on their plates. They're walking around with nervous systems that are fried. And what I question is, they're going to adapt because they're still growing. Their, mm -hmm. their brains are still developing. We as a uh, being, we, we adapt to this. So what are we literally creating for 200 year old, uh, you know, 200 years from now, what are our, what is the human species going to be? It's going to be a robot because we're not going to have, like our nervous systems will adapt. Our stress sensors will adapt and we are not going to be the true human element that has creativity and imagination and all of these beautiful things that make us human. We're going to be robots that just, because think about that. When I'm super, super stressed, the last seven years of my life in high stress, adrenaline, fried nervous system mode, like you just described for seven years functioning at that level, I was on autopilot. I remember very little of that. I, mm -hmm. I a robot going through motions and that's what we're putting our kids through. Yeah. Right now. 
And we are changing the human species as a result of that. From a yes. medical perspective, tell me what your thoughts are on all of that. Okay, where where do we begin here? Yes. Yes to all of this. Where do I even want to start? I, I just notice, even in my nine-year-old, you know, like he's going to be almost 10. He's in fourth grade. Yeah. And the pressure, I mean, I, I feel like I have the pressure to put the pressure on him, you know, and I don't think it's this like conscious, like, Oh, what is your kid doing? Cause I want to make sure my kid's doing more. I do think there is some of that, but I don't think that's everybody's like conscious no. thought, but there is this like pressure like, well, is your kid doing this? Oh, well, like, what is your kid doing then? If, if your kid's not doing wrestling, then what are they doing? And, um, there's there's the constant pressure and like what does that send a signal to our kids for like you're not enough yep to me that's what I think it sends the signal to them like who you are just simply as you are is not enough so let's do more so we can appease how we look from the outside Mm -hmm. and care more about that than what is actually going on inside of you and so I really you know, just last week, my oldest was, he was struggling so hard and I could see it on him after having this amazing vacation where he was, I was like, I recognize you again. I see Mm -hmm. my little Mason and, and then to just like snap back to reality. And he's like, his, his nervous system was finally able to settle down. And then it was amped back up to where it was pre-vacation. And he's like, I can't handle this. And Mm -hmm. so you know, we did our usual things that we do for our self-care as a family. And then I was like, okay, well, what do you feel mentally? And I try really hard to help my kids be in their bodies and listen to their bodies. And he was just like, I don't even have thoughts. And I was like, oh, that's not good. And then he's like, if I have a thought, it's about math. And I was like, okay, that's anxiety about school and you know so like they're doing like almost like algebra like work I remember in fourth grade doing multiplication and then after school being able to like go ride my bike until the nine o'clock siren and then hurry my butt home and get ready for bed eat dinner get ready for bed whatever and the pressure is just setting them up to I think chronically get really sick to have severe mental health disorders yes, and to be extremely disconnected. And, um, you know, you just kind of barely mentioned on the screens. It was so nice to not have screens because coming back and just even having the TV, cause we don't do the phones and the tablets and stuff, but they're like zombies. Yeah. And just like you said, like we're creating like robots that have, no ability to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I just even look back on my whole experience I just shared and it was like, okay, what's next? Okay. What's next? Like everybody's told me what I'm supposed to do for the, my whole life Mm -hmm. happens when we don't have somebody telling us what to do. We don't have the creativity, the self-awareness and really the connectedness to ourselves to be able to know and navigate life and it makes me really sad it makes me really really sad and so this was a huge realization of like 
how do I want to shift my life so my kids aren't on autopilot? I've lived the stress and I don't want that for them. And so how can we, how can we get there? And how can I be, you know, a vessel for this to hopefully um, help shift how the world views our children um, and views life and what we're really meant to do here. Um, I also think I want to add on this note of like, you're talking about your daughter and the pressures of sports. Mm -hmm. I've worked with, um, you know, like some coaches and stuff as a massage therapist here. And I think, you know, I've had this conversation with them. Like, it's almost like we develop an identity for them, you know, whether it is sports, whether it is music, whatever it is, we put this pressure on them at such a young age and then they finally get out on their own where they're separate from us. And then they're like trying to find themselves or their sport ended and they yep. didn't go on to play college football or they didn't go on to the NFL, you know, and they have an identity crisis and a massive mental health crisis yep. that I could see easily leading to suicide or other very detrimental things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it all just kind of boils down to true self and true identity because all of this, everything that we talk about is, is an identity, a label that is put on us by ourselves and by others. So whether that be Amy, the nurse, Tracy, the real estate agent, my daughter, Grace, the softball player, whatever it is that we attach to is what causes this internal conflict because when that no longer matches it makes it really difficult for us to function without that identity and then we suffer the loss of that identity whereas if we teach our kids which again you only know what you know when you know it and so I, I'm lucky to be able to have these conversations with my 13 year old my 18 and 20 year old I didn't know this stuff at that point so they didn't get they're getting it later in life but yeah. these conversations that you are you and what is within your soul and within your heart is, is unchanged. That's, that's you and always staying connected to that. And that's exactly like what we're talking about with your journey is that alignment to yourself instead of allowing ourselves and others to continually pull us away and put labels on and put identities on us that are not truly us. And we have to understand that all of these identities in life that we, that we transition through are fluid. And they're just there. We can't attach to them because grace, the softball player is likely only going to be grace, the softball player through high school, college. She doesn't even, she doesn't even want to go to college like at all. So, so she has to prepare that that is something that she does, but it is not her. And Amy, the nurse does or did nursing, but she's not a nurse. She's, she's Amy. And whatever that underlying soul is, is what we have to stay so fiercely connected to and refuse to let go of and refuse for anybody to strip that away from us or tell us that it's something more. And it takes solitude. It takes peace. It takes quiet in order to get to know and to stay connected to that self ourselves. Because <laughs> if we don't know it ourselves, how do we, how do we present that to somebody else that we're trying to have relationship with? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
it's it it's just like developing a relationship just like we would with anybody else most of us have to like revisit 34 years of ourself to really gain knowledge and relationship with our true self (laughs) and it's like a constant thing of like you know you peel off the layers and it's like oh there you are and then it's like oh there's more (laughs) there's more under there and I think it's just part of the human experience but being able to first off begin that relation I mean it's just like having a husband or a girlfriend or a boyfriend I mean you're I'm always learning things about my husband I don't even remember what he told me this morning he said something like oh yeah I used to do that as a kid and I was like this has been a topic of conversation for years in our house like how come you never told me that he's like well I don't know you know so you're constantly learning about these people who are constantly in your life and it's a constant like learning of yourself but being able to be yeah in relationship with yourself and love yourself to find peace within who you are amen Mike, drop boom there boom. it is uh-huh. <laughs> well amy i could sit here and talk with you about this forever and always but for the sake of time for you and for our listeners i try to keep it under an hour but people like you i could talk with for all of eternity which i probably I understand will. i could too <laughs> so i guess last question I know we, we kind of already covered what's next for you, which is a, you know, a journey of slowing down and learning how that fits in your life. Is there anything else that you want to share with the world? Anything else that you're working on that you're planning? Anything, a message for the listeners? Um, I think just my next steps are, you know, figuring out how I can, you know, be more present at home as a mother, um, really being being the caretaker of my kids mostly while still holding this passion and purpose. Like, I don't think we just have a purpose. We have multiple purposes. And so still hold the purpose of like helping women navigate becoming mothers and navigate having this amazing birth that they really want and dismantling the conditioning that goes along with motherhood and birth and pregnancy and all of the things. Um, I really feel that, you know, having an empowered birth is where we like start our motherhood journey. And I do think that taking care of our moms is how we like change the world as we're having these conversations, you know? And so those are just my like next steps is really getting um, this childbirth education out to the world and figuring out for myself how I can, you know, hold that and hold this life I want to have with my kids and, you know, live out all of these purposes that I'm meant to be and do in this world. Beautiful. Where yes. can people find more about you and where can they sign on if they are wanting to utilize your services? So I'm mostly on Instagram right now. So it is, um, my handle is the holistic birth coach with periods in between each word. So the period, holistic period, birth period. Um, and on there, I have a link to my podcast, which is instinctive birth and beyond where I interview women, um, on their birth stories and then share 
um, my knowledge and wisdom, you know, surrounding their stories and how other women can also hold stories like this. And then you can also, you know, get all the education. I really blend like evidence-based research from my nursing career, but I feel like medical system focuses so much on the physical and I focus on mind, body, spirit in pregnancy and birth. So you can sign up for the course there, get all the education, see the podcast, all of that. So. Well, I will put all of that in the show notes so people know where to find you and can connect if they feel so. Thank you so much. You just, this is an early morning interview for my listeners that are probably going to hear this on a totally different day. So this is the best way to start my day is philosophical, deep, meaningful conversations with awesome kick-ass women. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And I look forward to getting to know you further and connecting again in the future in real life. Oh, thank you so much. This was like the best. I don't even know the time that we just spent, but thank you. Like really, thank you. Thank you, Amy.